Okay, so this is actually a great moment to go back to what's probably, I think, the most famous line from what is you know, a really hard text. What does he mean when he says philosophy has missed its moment for actualization? Yeah. So the, this goes back to Lillian's question, builds on what Owen and Gill have been saying. What if what Adorno's asking is what does it mean to think now? What does it mean to think in this moment now that we can look at history, we can look at, you know, what it is that we have done? What type of thinking is appropriate to a world in which it seems as if, if progress hasn't come to a standstill, it is, you know, incredibly brutal and can not really offer a very rational justification for itself. You can either be like, mm -hmm. it's all senseless, there's no sense to be made of it, and leap into the, the murky walls of metaphysical obscurantism with your poetry and the other and all of that. Or you can say, well, the problem is we just need to like look at the world, stop pausing something deeper. But you know, I think you know, Adorno, for, for better and for worse, I guess this book wasn't actually completed, right? He died before he, he completed it? Or am I misremembering is that? that? Right? Maybe I'm I misremembering that. It doesn't matter. Maybe that's a static theory. But uh, he's, he's trying to say, so what what can thinking do that can still illuminate truth, but still comes to reason with the fact that the project of modernity, at least for Adorno, it's it's fallen apart. And so he doesn't want to give up on progress. But what he seems to want to say, and I don't know how much sense this will make, is instead of there being a dialectic, what he's offering is plural dialectics, this constant evocation of models, and I think you know, other books he calls prisms, are like local analyses that you'll never capture everything, but stand a better chance of reckoning with the world dismembered, rather than pausing the idea that by the end of this, we'll see what this all really meant. I think for him, we're always going to be groping in the dark, but we have to constantly attune to illuminating facets of social life that aren't simply going to be liquidated, digested by some sort of closed grand theory of this is what the negative will produce. It's, mm. There's something unsatisfying in it, I think. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I do want to go on record. There's something unsatisfying. It's not clear what it produces yeah. except the effect of experiencing that my way of thinking cannot completely conquer the world that I claim to represent. Yeah. And this is where, you know, there's, and I think sometimes people are really cheap with it, but this is where there is like an accusation of like quietism, right. That gets thrown uh, at, at Adorno's philosophy often because it seems, you know, primarily dedicated to undermining plans, undermining, you know, normative frameworks, undermining conceptual schemas, and but but he would say though but he would say though that like he's not doing that that's the deconstruction <laughs> like yeah, that's the deconstruction be... excuse though too i'm not deconstructing anything the text is deconstructing well, itself true, and I'm but just i mean tracing. like you know take but take the the examples that we've been given right like we've been talking for instance about the idea of like progress in history mm -hmm. and like adorno i think would be the first one to say like listen i'm not the one who promised progress okay <laughs> I Don't didn't that say that me. there was going to be progress. Mm -hmm. Don't put that shit on me, but look at history and tell me where that promise is being delivered because I'm not seeing it, right? And he'd say, like, you know, if your problem with me, Adorno, I'm speaking as Adorno here. Mm -hmm. uh, I've never done this before. This feels bad. Um, uh, <laughs> if your problem with me is that I'm looking around and seeing that there isn't much in the way of freedom or reconciliation, he's like, your beef is with the world. 
can we talk about that, right? It's not as though like he set out to just like undermine these mm -hmm. plans, right? Mm. It's that like, where's the deliverance? The other thing about negative dialectics, and we didn't read some of these other chapters, but like, I think he likes these promises, right? I think he likes the promise of freedom, of you know, non-domination, of of something like rights Happy, of happiness, or you know, of happiness. Yeah. He yeah. just thinks that these are promises not being delivered on, and I think his gamble, his wager, is like. That's not by accident. There's something fundamentally wrong with the way that we're thinking that's making it impossible for these things to come about. It's not just an unhappy contingency that we just happen not to have gotten freedom. Another part of this is like, I keep thinking about it in these like redemptive terms. No more theodicy, right? No more justification of suffering for the sake of a greater good. That's that's how we got in this mess, right? No more sacrifice. I think that this is like kind of core to his like ethics, if yeah. you can call it that. But maybe it's not clear how to translate that so well into a politics. I don't know. I mean, I think that what he's trying to do is just to ask people to actually think about concepts historically. I, I don't really think that it's like that disruptive. I mean, I always have like a really deflationary way of thinking about thinkers that are a little too complicated for me, but like, it seems to me like what he's actually just saying is what are concepts they are for our attempt. We, they're basic forms of abstraction that we use to try to understand reality. Sometimes they explain, sometimes they describe, sometimes they connect things logically for us and concepts are not, you know, they're the products of that reality. They're not free-floating things. And unfortunately, people tend to reify concepts. And let's stop doing that. Like in some sense, a little of that is unavoidable, that it kind of is what language is, the reification of certain concepts. Yeah. But what philosophy can do is um, try to militate against taking that for granted. And you're always trying to revise and renew and criticize concepts as and, and resist naturalizing them. Mm. Okay. So that sounds not so obtuse for me. I think that I think the the profundity of it if it's there is in the contrast again I'll just say like with his interlocutors which seem to be like the first ontology people yeah. um namely Heidegger, the phenomenologist Husserl, Sartre is kind of like in the middle there. And then I think a bit of the positivist, but he's really more preoccupied with phenomenology and ontology. And so I'd like to hear more about what you guys think, like why this focus on the historicity of concepts is so important vis-a-vis mm. -vis those kinds of thinkers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we, we've done like, you know, negative dour Adorno. I don't want to miss, even though it is me falling prey to the conceptualization I have of myself. He does mention utopia several times in the <laughs> introduction. I, I do I realize there's no thinking. longer any non-identity between, you know, will the utopian and my actual corporeal form. I'll just always be bringing it up. But um, so big L for Adorno there. Here we go. But, big L. you know, it seems to me that what Adorno, his beef with like the ontologists and the phenomenologists is, you know, the if there is a positive side, all the scare quotes around the, in Adorno is that what they can't capture is that there is possibility in the world. 
that you know mm. whatever whatever reliance on you know, your idea of experience or what you think being is what he is hoping to in, uh, encourage the insight the um the actually the true experience the sort of interruption is that mm-hmm. actually the world has more to offer than what we describe it as containing his, his line is that what is is more than it is and I, I think mm. that's like that captures his reputation to ontology, right? Which is that their ontology mm. and its science of being doesn't capture the fractures where there are potentialities for what is to be more than it is. So we don't end up hypostatizing or reifying being. No, no, no. And that's true even when like they go out of their way to like define being as possibility. Sure. He's as different. You know, Cause that's, that's the, as difference yeah. exactly. Or is the new, the event or what mm-hmm. have you. I think like the first line of the book, which you mentioned, right. Is that philosophy lives on because the moments we realize it was missed. But the next thing he says, is like, it's the thesis from Feuerbach, right. He's like, you know, for a while we thought the philosophy was about describing the world. Then we realized it was actually about changing it. And then we've just given up, right. This is like, <laughs> We didn't ad- we, yeah. fucked up. we didn't yeah. achieve the understanding part and we botched the changing part. So yeah, so maybe so, we should like, so what what, where do we go now? You know? yeah. I mean, that is how I basically feel about the ontology stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, all, comprehensively. Yeah. Like whether if it's, it's, it's yeah. in its more like fashionable contemporary forms or like the like Heideggerian stuff. Like that is my basic understanding of it is like we have basically decided that there is no possibility in the world (laughs) and like we're in part we're in like stage three of philosophical thinking which is like we're not only understanding Yeah, we're not thinking, we're not changing, we're just we're just checking it out. We're doing (laughs) wordplay. We got all kinds of wordplay. Like anti vibes. It's like vibes move, you know? I like the anti vibes. Yeah, yeah, not even vibes. (laughs) It's not even vibes. It's anti vibes. Hey, thanks so much for listening. This was just a small sample of the full episode. To listen to it and to access other premium content we're putting out, including all of our series-specific episodes, please subscribe to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash philosophy. See you next time.